and we are recording on Wednesday, July 19th, 2023 at 4.06 p.m. Eastern Time with Mr. Jonah Gold, who I have uh, rudely rescheduled on several times, and you have the patience of a saint. And he's also, I don't think we've ever done an episode with somebody in Sweden. You're in Stockholm, Sweden, and um, we're going to talk about um, uh, meditation, and you said you had heard me talking about it, and something resonated with you um so that's what we're going to jump into right now i've done i've done a lot of these episodes where people email me about a topic or something and i'm like just come on the show and they're like all right so uh mr gold could you please introduce yourself and then we can dive into whatever you want to talk about yeah toby it's very gracious of you to have me on your show uh, I'm Jonah Gold. I am uh, a lot of things. Most of all, I'm a sound engineer. I've been working as a sound engineer for many years in Sweden and all through Europe. Uh, I turned artist now uh, since the pandemic here and the response. I, I tried to find some uh, artists to sing about what was happening. And some wanted to, but they didn't really know what to say. So I realized they, they don't know the stuff that I know, so I had to sing it myself. So I started, uh, it gave me an excuse to start singing, eh? Yeah. So I'm now, now I'm an artist. Beautiful. But uh, apart from that, I, I'm also an audiologist. I was in audiology school at the med school, basically, kind of. Uh, and I was finishing up uh, when the pandemic hit, and I was actually reading um, uh, statistics at the time. So I decided, okay, let me look at the statistics of this thing because I was skeptical from day one. I was like, what is this? Yeah. Uh, you know, this this sounds weird. So I just started looking and I saw directly that this is this is a storm in a water glass, as we say over here. Storm in a I've never heard that before. The storm in a water glass. What does what yeah. that, what, what that mean? It, a container it's just disaster? Me, it's just blown out of proportion. Oh, Okay, you have a right. storm, but but it's in you the zoomed water. Zoomed in on a water. Okay, I got you. All right, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, what so you, that's what did you say? Sorry, what did you say you were in with audiology? Audiology, yes. What's that? That's for the ears. Okay, all right. Kind of like an ear doctor, gotcha. if you gotcha. want to simplify gotcha. it. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. We have we have a simplified version over here, so it's not quite as advanced as you guys over there, but but it's the same subject. Whatever. And, yeah. and it's very advanced advanced subject. I loved it actually. Really? And so had had that so you're doing that looking at statistics at the start of the pandemic? Mm-hmm. And it just kinda all seemed like horseshit. Yeah, I wouldn't use that word, but but <laughs> blown blown out of proportion. It's sure. like what is what's going on? this response is 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 not reasonable. Yeah. And so yeah. And we didn't have any lockdowns over here. So we immediately got here. But this is the topic of the day. But we didn't have any lockdowns, and uh, but we didn't do any any uh, concerts, like live events. And it's like, okay, so I'm out of work. And I was not part of any union, because if you were part of the union, maybe you got some, some, some money there and stuff like that. But I was a free guy, so I got no money. I was, you know, they, they pulled my money straight off. So I was pissed off also. Yeah. I was concerned what is going on. Yeah. So, so that drove me into that. How did that... But, how did that lead yeah. into to the so what what led you to this podcast if you don't mind me asking uh george webb <laughs> all right all right peter mccullough dr malone and all of the rest 
Hell yeah. And then eventually uh, I was like, oh, this Tommy guy is, uh, he's, he's uh, I'm rest like you say, I'm resonating some, somehow with, with what you're doing. And so concerning the the meditation, yeah, what, what did you mean when you were saying it's for some people it's a practice and for some people that they're, they're actually, they're kind of clicking with it. Could you maybe expand on that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, can, I could expand forever on that. Go for it. For me, it was a practice at first. Uh, I started out because I started out with with like mental practice. I was a tennis player as a youth, and I was uh, a macro on the court, so I had a very bad temper. <laughs> and eventually, eventually, it's like people is like, okay, this guy, this boy has talent, but his his mind is he's, he's not in the right place. So they they, they instructed me in mental training and i sort of realized okay this is something so early on I, w I was i had that foundation and then eventually you know as you grow older you want to get rid of your old uh, foolish ways uh, you know as a youth you made many crazy crazy things and you want to step away from that and you, you discover meditation, right? So, and then the meditation is a practice to get away from that old self or to become a better person, to to cope with the everyday life and all of that. And then eventually I got, I was successful in my meditation. I took it very serious. That's, that's the only thing I've, I've taken really serious bought books and, and went to went to the, the, the send people here in Stockholm to meditate with them and all of that. And I was very I felt like I was very successful in my meditation in the sense that, you know, I got that great relief, uh, the focus and, and all of the things that you talk about. So, so. And uh, I was, so I was a successful meditator. Which became a part of my identity now. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm a successful meditator. Like, oh, I have some knowledge in this area. But then you realize, okay, but nothing has changed. I'm still provoked. I can still be that same old fool. Mm. You know, once I step outside and, and I, I meet the world, I, shit happens, you know, and I don't want it to. It's painful. And it's even more painful now when you have meditated and you know that you, 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 there is something greater here and you're still triggered to be that old fool mm. and that was very painful and i was like you know so eventually i was like what am i going to do and i you know and i prayed actually to to have an answer and the answer was revealed to me through uh, a guy called muji yeah uh, and muji on the other hand uh, brought me to ramana maharshi yeah this guy yeah, you familiar? Yeah, Alan Watts always talks about him. Well, then we can we can end the podcast now. We're home already. Then. Yeah, yeah, I get but <laughs> but you know, this guy taught me that there is there is a next level. You have to you have to, the state of mind that you like is a state of mind, and meditation is not something that you go into meditation is ground zero meditation is what is here all the time hmm. what you go in and out of is your is mind and your mind. ego exactly yeah but the meditation is here all the time and for me it sounds like nothing i know 
No. And it is nothing. If if you don't take it serious, it is nothing. But for me, it changed it changed everything because then I could like okay, then I could re- then I could really meditate. I could, then I could get that silence and I could get the space. And I still haven't found a boundary there. It's endless, limitless, and it's just freedom. And it's real. That's and the. And I'm still the old fool, but I'm not attached to that one, and it's not painful anymore. Yeah, that's the that is kind of like the 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 path you go through with meditation is. At first, it's this cool tool to utilize in this world. You're like, oh, it makes me better at studying or dieting or fucking or or drawing or whatever, and and then you go through manipulating s- people. Sure, right, and then you and then you go through this stage of like. Um, for me it was many many years of and still somewhat present is you're always trying to get back to it it's like getting high right you're getting drunk i, I just need one more drink to get there. i just keep smoking take another pill i'm almost there right yes and uh then you get it and it's bliss and then you can't even really enjoy it because you're like i know it's just gonna go away and exactly. then you start to get like this creeping feeling of no i think what i'm entering is my life like oftentimes when I'm meditating, I get really into it. It feels like I've paused a video game and like the video game is my life. Like I got a big TV right here. I play video games on at night. And if I pause it, you know, the screen stops and I'm like, oh, I'm not actually in this video game. I'm sitting in a room and you can kind of look around and then you can go, okay, you can pick up the controller and you go, let's start again. And then you can go in. Right. And, uh, that's, the feeling you inevitably eventually get with meditation is you slow down to yet yeah, ground zero, the template, the starting point, the, 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 the ultimate reality is that complete peace, no swaying from emotions, no hormone. You're not angry. You're not horny. You're not hungry. You're just, you're just there. And then you can almost say to yourself, you're like, now we're going to go back into the game. And another thing that will happen for years and years and years is I don't want to go back into the game. I'm going to push the game away. The game's bad. The, I, that's all. It's full of it's full of earthy desires. And I want a cheeseburger and I want to jerk off and I want to go take a nap and I want to listen to music. It's I want to stay here. I want to stay in this this tranquil hot tub of just love. And I think as Ramdas said, his guru told him, Neem Crowley Baba, he goes, Ram Dass, you're in school. Why don't you take the curriculum? And then you realize that, oh, this whole life is not just this extra shit that you're supposed to get rid of. No, you're in school. So then you start to look at this thing you're pushing away, not as this inherent bad, but it's a lesson. And so if you go outside and somebody gets your temper going, it's not just that that's something that you need to cut out. It goes, no, 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 no. This is the problem. Here's the temper. Work with it. And you go, oh, okay. Or here's, here's uh, your yearning for the past. Or here's anxiety about the future. And if you get lost in them and you don't meditate, it becomes very overwhelming and it becomes reality. You go, oh, this is fucking terrifying. Versus if you can every day come back down to that ground zero, you go, oh, I'm dealing with, and and there is no limit to the forms it can come in. It can come into 
you're adopting a puppy or your grandma died or you know the you the, the politician you don't like got elected or whatever the fuck it can come in many different infinite ways but they're all teaching you lessons and it doesn't make it that much less painful but it makes it a little it's like that quote you're suffering without purpose is hell but suffering with purpose you go okay we're working towards something and you're working towards I imagine some form of getting out of the karmic circle of just slowly and that's why I I, I try not to avoid things because I think if you avoid them I think you just got to go through them in the next life like if I avoid it in this life if I went this whole life and was like, oh, I'm not going to start the podcast. I'm scared. I would just have to live this life again and start yeah. this podcast. And then there's probably something I'm supposed to be doing right now that I'm not. And that's fine. You got to do it next life. There is no escaping. You got to do the work. You, you, you're, you're here until you finish. And there's peace in that, I think. I don't know. That's wisdom. Did you see the movie Dama Brothers? No. So these guys are on death row and they get the chance to uh, go into a meditation class and the movie is about that. And it's the best meditation class they've ever had, of course, because they have nothing to lose. It's their last chance. And, and I get goosebumps just speaking about it. I yeah. don't know if you can see, can you see my goosebumps? Yeah. It is, uh, it's amazing, uh, moving movie. And, uh, you know, if, if these guys can, can can feel some hope, then we can do too out here. For me, the difference uh, between living my life and being life, I had to sort that out. And, and uh, I am life. And whatever happens, you know, living life is, like you say, it's a video game. It's just, uh, and everyone kind of knows, and everyone kind of agrees, but everyone has that recognition to a certain degree and I feel like you, you, you're deep into this you know what I'm talking about and then once you think you start to get it figured out you realize you know absolutely nothing <laughs> it just humbles yeah. you he goes you figured it out you go yeah I figured it out and he goes alright how about this and just smacks you across the face yeah my big problem for a long time was excitement because I was feeling, you know, eventually it's like, okay, I'm breaking through. Yeah. I'm breaking through. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. It's like, no, it's not happening at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's no, the no, other no, thing. No. Yeah. You yeah. start to get in and you're like, you're like, fuck, you're like, oh, it's, I'm, 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 you get really deep in meditation. You're like, oh, I'm finally like leaving this hell. I'm breaking yes. through. And then it's, nope, starts to slip away. Oh. Starts yeah. to slip away. So, right, right. you know, it's weird though. It's like if you listen to Ram Dass, and he would talk about his gurus. He goes, we're all so focused on enlightenment, nirvana. Yeah. When you talk to the gurus, he goes, that's just one step. We like to think of it as the end. There's peace. He goes, no, they describe it as the foothills at the beginning of the mountains. They go, nirvana is just level one. You're like, what? What could even be past it? And they're like, it's just the, it's just a phase. Yeah. Yeah, I resonate with that. The way I see that is nirvana is you know the the mind's interpretation of 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 this freedom. Mm. 
because when you, you're still associated with the mind, but you're breaking free, and in that process, the mind will experience extreme bliss, mm. Nirvana. But beyond that, there is nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? There's which nothing? Some, which, uh, you know, the bliss resides, and then this, it just is. It's just abs. That's like the deepest level. It, of... Which sounds bitter, and uh, it's like, what? What's the point? Then? But it's not. To, it's not. Yeah. It's not. You know. Because even bliss is still like it's an emotion. A, a yes. like, oh, it feels so good. You're like, oh, ref-. but yeah, no, you can. I've, I've, and it's maybe only like two or three times in my life. You can go even deeper than bliss, and it's just pure isness. It's quiet. There are no emotions. It's beyond peace. And it's the best thing I've ever experienced in my life. It's better than any drug I've ever done. It and is it just. Cannot be, it can't be cannot replicated. Be described. No, it no. can't. No, that's the other thing. Is like it's outside of, it's outside of this reality. So right. it, and when you're in that moment, when thoughts eventually come back, I've told myself like you won't be able to understand this once you're out of it, right? And it's, it's like, it's like well, if you. My point. To- Tommy, he says you yeah. never go out of it. Except when well, that's the other point is no, you're always there. You're you're that's yeah. it's going on right now. This is just mm. a hiccup. This is just a blip. And it's this is just a sl- and even that though, the wording we're using says that this is like a bad, this is a, this is an accident. This is just a this is a the record skipped. And it's like, no, the record didn't skip at all. This is as important. Yep. How is that? Cause so for me, I primarily use it in that it kind of clears my mind. I still very much so use it like a tool. And I think that's probably not how you're supposed to use it. But for me, I still very much so use it like a dumb human in that I almost use it like a Xanax. It helps the anxiety go away. Do you experience that? Because that, that's the real... We were talking beforehand when... I tell people I've meditated every day for 15 years. Like, oh, that's such great discipline. And to me, that's like me saying, yeah, no, if you eat every day, no one rewards you and goes, congratulations, you eat. Or I have to take a shit every day. No one goes, wow, you're committed. You go, well, I fucking have to. What do you mean? I, 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 If I don't, I'll die. That's how I feel with meditation. Is It's very much so if I don't do it, things go very south very quickly. How do you use it? Well, I don't use it anymore, Tommy. I don't sit down. Yeah, I do, actually. I was going to say I don't sit down to meditate, but, but I do. It happens spontaneously, right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I, don't pl- I don't plan it. I don't have a schedule, but okay. I, I, I do on a daily basis, too. But it, it, it's, it's permanent. Whatever I do right now, in every pulse, especially when we speak about this subject, there is pauses. There is silence. And in every every mo- every pause, it just shines through. You know what I mean? So you don't have to sit down. A bit. It's there all the time, Toby. It's just it's just instant, constant blessing, permanent blessing. Yeah. Everywhere you look, even in pain and, and suffering, it's like oh, here comes pain. Yeah. In this in this shining awareness, I, I am awareness. This makes all the difference. What I mean, wh- and it always comes down to the 
It's just like, for me, it's just when you really get into it, it's, you almost become bewildered at some point. You go, what is this? What, what is, it's like if you've ever woken up when your eyes are still shut and you kind of really, you know, fall asleep on a plane or something, you wake up, but your eyes are closed and you're like, I am, I, you know, I can hear a baby crying. The jet engines are, you go, uh, here I am. It's like, it's like, uh, in Captain America with Ultron, the evil AI. I love, I love when they first create him. Cause all of a sudden it, it's like a black screen and you just hear, what is this place? What, what is this? And it's sentience and it's, you can't. And that's what it gets to is when you're really deep down in there, it's only, you go, what, what is it? Not, not what am I and what is life and what is America? No, no, no. It's be beyond that. You, what, what is this? What is this? Why is this? And once you have that question, there's no turning back. You, you're already home. What's the final like, question? It, it's it, the final it, question. It, yeah. It, Everything will, you know, sooner or later just manifest, I'm sure. It, meditation for me it was building up interest, you know, and realizing that, okay, there's something here. You know, it's like I became more and more interested in finding out. And eventually I had to find out. It's like, what is going on here? What is what? Who am I? And what am I not? It, it, it's like... And then meditation, it was easy, right? Because then you're on the train track and the train is coming. It's like, I have to get this now. And, and that was the same thing with the Dhamma brother, the, the people in, on, on death row. This was like, the, the train is coming. I'm on the train track. I need to get this now. Mm. And, and that is, for me, that was, uh, that was a process. The meditation did that. Yeah, you know, studying about it, reading about it, built up the interest in Slovak. Eventually, it's like I have to find out. And yeah. once you once you really want to find out, you will find. Out. Yeah, yeah. Once you're ready to once you're ready to let go, you can't force it. You can't force to let go because deep down, if you still want to go get drunk and chase women and eat hamburgers, deep down you'd still want to do that. So you're gonna do that, right? But once you want to start to let go you'll start to let go. Does it make you think that... I heard Duncan Trussell say this like 10 years ago. He goes, uh... He goes, is this... He goes, you you know, it, it seems like the world is getting crazier and crazier. He goes, is this just your... Is this your dream waking you up slowly? It has to manifest in a way, right? Ramdas said that enlightenment came to the West in the form of LSD because we're a materialist culture. So, of course, it came in the form of a product, right? And we're a military oh, yeah. culture, the U.S. military-industrial complex. So, of course, it comes from the CIA. That's how we have collectively manifested it, right? So, you know, in a, in a, in a 100 years, it might manifest as an app or something, right? Or for Elon Musk, it might manifest as getting to Mars. That's how your brain has rationalized the end point. And um, Duncan Trussell said that as we are 
willingly or unwillingly going towards enlightenment, you can either do it or the world will force you to do it. And so right now it's like, are we going to World War Three? Is there going to be another pandemic? Is there going to be an asteroid? Is it global warming? What is it? What's the thing? But it's almost like the the dream is forcing you to wake up from all angles. It's just coming at you. It's going. And at first it's terrifying. You go, oh, fuck, it's going to end. It's going to, I'm going to die. But no, it's just, you're, it's time. It's like when you're sleeping and your alarm goes off and you hear your alarm in your dream, but you don't know what it is. You're like, what the fuck is that noise? And then you go, and then you wake up, right? It's kind of like, what the fuck is this noise? Oh no, there's an asteroid or there's aliens or there's, you know, there's going to, they're going to launch nukes at China or whatever. It's just all these little things of the mind is going, wake up, wake up. Wake. It's, it's our alarm clock right now. Oh, I had such a bad dream that my alarm was going off and that it meant I was going to be executed or something. We're going to wake up from this and be like, we're all going to be sitting around and we're like, oh dude, I th- I fucking thought that they were about to launch nukes and that the aliens were coming and that, you know, Cthulhu came out from the ocean or some shit. Like, and it's like, yeah, no, that was just our alarm clock. It's it's like a metaphysical ninth dimensional uh, alarm clock. What do you think about that? Or am I just losing touch with reality? No, it's certainly ringing everywhere right now. It's amazing. You feel, you feel like the whole world took LSD and you're the only one who didn't. <laughs> You feel like Isn't everyone's that... tripping. Exactly. Yeah. And then every once in a while you find someone else who isn't tripping. Right? Exactly. It's like we're it's talking right instant... now. Every time when you talk it's to someone, you go, do you think this is wild? They go, this is fucking nuts. You go, is this, are we dreaming? They go, I think we are dreaming. And you kind of huddle together. You're like, all right, I'm not going to tell anyone else because they're crazy. But like, no, dude, I feel it too. It's... I feel it too. <laughs> like, right? It's an instant brotherhood. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, across yeah. Across all nations and across all political and religious yeah. nominations. It's beautiful, actually. Yeah. It, it feels holy in a way. Yeah. It feels uh, no, that's like a, pro- that, prophecy being fulfilled. That's a great way to say it. Is it. It's like an instant brother. Yeah, no, I've met people. I mean, I've literally been in a sauna or on an airplane. And you talk yeah. to someone about, like, meditate, and they do it, too. And, like, you kind of look at each other, and it's it's like you're the only ones that can see... You know, it's like the emperor has no clothes and everyone's cheering on how beautiful the robes are. And you look at someone else, you're like, I can see his dick. And you, one other <laughs> one other person's like, I see it too, man. That old guy's floppy dicks just hanging out. And you go talk to each other. You're like, yeah, I don't want to say that out loud because these people might kill me. But you're like, do you see it? And then you meet someone else too. They're like, yeah, his balls are hanging out. And you're like, you yeah, know, we see it too. And you kind of you're like, all right, all right, you guys see it? I see it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I see yeah. it too. All right, and you kind of, you feel a little less crazy. You're like, all right, at least, okay, I'm glad we're in this thing together. <laughs> yeah, and someone has to tell him, but we can't tell him right now. No. First, we have to tell that guy, and he has to tell that guy. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And we can tell these people, and yeah. these people can tell him. Yeah, but you can't That's force it. That's kind of where we're at. You can't force, if you run out and go, he's naked, the people are going to no. turn on you and chop your fucking head off. <laughs> no one wants to hear that the emperor is naked. Speaking about forcing, have you experienced any um, esoteric uh, experiences associated with meditation? Like, uh, I like I feel like there is some uh, there is some uh, uh, not mind reading. What do you call it? Telepathy going on. I've experienced many many times. Uh, of course, always unforced, spontaneous things that happen. 
makes me question uh, really the whole concept of, of mind. I don't think it's as personal as we think. Not that it matters in this in this concept because you just pass through mind, but maybe that will help too. The mind it doesn't seem to me to be personal even. How do you feel about that? Now we're leaving the map. Esoteric experiences. I mean, I think the one that everyone has is you're thinking of someone that you haven't thought of in forever, and then they call you five minutes later or some shit, and they're like, yeah, I was just thinking, oh, I think we've all had that. Hmm. I don't think I've had any that would hold any value to anyone else. Their personal beliefs and personal feelings that have just sort of... I don't know, I will say with meditation, like, very rarely, maybe a couple times a year, it's like a metal detector going over a beach and you pick up on something. Like for me, I'm very much so in this mode of building the podcast, right? And this is whatever I'm doing in this simulation. My lesson is being taught to me in the form of doing a podcast, right? Yours is music. Someone else is playing basketball, whatever. This is just my curriculum. And I found that I'll reach a dead end. I won't know how I'm going to continue to grow the show. It'll feel like it's petering out. And I'll be meditating. And I'll just be thinking of, like, what I want. Like, how am I going to grow this? And I'll do it for weeks and months and just come off empty-handed. And then every once in a while, like, the metal detector, like, going over the thing... I'll start to feel this thing in like my stomach and it comes up to like my whole body and I almost get tingly and it's, it's like, I've, I, I see where I'm supposed to go. It's like, and it's not an instantaneous, like you need to send an email to this person and then you do it and then it's good. The thing I see is a feeling and then it goes away and like a year later, I'll realize I'm at that exact point. It'd be like if you had a dream every night of petting a dog during a snowstorm and a bus drives by. It's whatever, right? It's not that you wake up from the dream and that's where you are. It's like two years will pass one day and you'll be sitting there like scratching a dog and you see a bus go by in a snowstorm and you go, this is the thing. And that thing isn't necessarily important, but what it is is an anchoring point. That if you've reached that point, that means everything around around you that has made that point possible is the thing you were trying to reach. So your goal might not be, you know, if you're moving, let's say you're an immigrant in like 1905, an analogy would be you're imagining the Statue of Liberty. And then one day you finally get there. And the Statue of Liberty is just a hunk of copper. It doesn't actually do anything. But when you're looking at the hunk of copper, that means that you're in the United States. And what that means is now you've made it to the promised land. You're here to do the land of opportunity and that whole shit, right? Start a family and do whatever. That's what I found in the last three, four years, really since starting the podcast, is is I'll be meditating and and I'll see something or I'll feel something. Like when I was living with my parents, it was just like this feeling of having my own apartment. You know, I was 30 years old living with my parents. And it was it was just like a metal detector going off the charts. 
Now, the apartment itself wasn't that special. It was when I lived down in Maryland. It's just a fucking one-bedroom apartment, whatever. But when I finally got there, and I remember one day I was, like, walking in and opening a door, and I realized it was the exact layout that I'd seen in this meditation a year prior. Now, that mm. apartment isn't necessarily special. There's nothing, no, nothing magical about it. It's just a room. But what that did mean is I was now at this point, well, what... What was the importance of seeing this apartment when I was living with my parents? Well, now by being in the apartment, that implies I have an income. Well, where's the income? From the podcast. That means the podcast has succeeded to a degree. Last summer, a little over a year ago, I was meditating and I just, I just, it just kind of came in. You don't force it. It just, it just happens where I was like standing at a counter looking out onto a city skyline and just a couple floors up and I could see like the lights at night and just the feeling came like from head to toe just like electrified and it, I just remember it ended and I remember thinking like I'm gonna fucking see that one day right and then there's you know there's there's some there's some there was some familial medical emergencies last year and I was like I want to go be closer to family and I was like, I fucking, you know, so I want to move up to New England, but I don't want to go live in the middle of fucking nowhere. And Boston's way too expensive. So I found Portland, which is hours north of much smaller. And I was like, well, I've never lived in a city. And I was like looking at apartments all around Portland and everything was like, yeah, no, we have an opening in 2028. And I was like, I can't fucking do that. And then there's one building and it's like the best building in the city. And I was like, do you guys have anything available? And they're like, actually, we have something available like right now. Like it somebody like got off the waiting list this morning like do you want and it was like twice the rent of my old apartment and I was like fuck but you know I've already I've already lost one family member to suicide in 2014 and that's not what this was it was just something else and I was like fuck it money's not important I'm gonna find a way I have some savings I'll worry about it when I get there I just want to go near be I just want to go be near family right and it was this whole clusterfuck of moving out and it was a whole drama and you know moving sucks and I'm moving in and like it was, I don't know, it was like December last year and I was like unpacking the last of my dishes or something. Yeah. And I'm standing on a, and I live downtown. I've never planned on living downtown in my life. I'm standing at this counter looking out at this skyline and I just stopped and I was like, there it is. And now is this apartment necessarily important? No, I like it. It's cool. It's fun. Mm. But it's, it's just, you know, it's where I sleep and do a podcast room. But how how am I here? Well, if my rent is double, well, that means the podcast is earning even more money now. Well, how's the podcast even more earning more money? Well, more views. What does that mean? You've gotten more subscribers, bigger guests. Oh, so this the apartment's not important. It's what it represents. And even and I find I find that I'll talk about these things after they after they happened, but not before because I think there's something where if you it's like a weird alchemy i haven't figured out but i think if you like tell others it fucks it up somehow so like i keep yeah. them to myself but it's very close to forcing yeah it. yeah 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 i mm. keep it to myself yeah. and i'm not there yet yeah, i have you can't even get attached to it you have to no like, no okay, you, you gotta go it'll happen when it happens right and you and the other thing is is you can't worry about how it will happen so like last summer when it happened i was like well i guess i have to move to a city how am i gonna move to a city I, and i was like no no don't fucking do that you saw the point. Now just go about your life. What go about meditating and work, whatever. And then it happens. And it happens in a way you'll never imagine that it could have happened. 
And right now I'm not quite at like the new metal detector thing, but I've gotten close. I've got like, I'm on the borders of it. Like, like it happened like the other night. And then the last time it happened before that was like two months ago where like, like I know I'm getting closer to it. So I'd imagine sometime in the next couple months, I'll probably have an experience where it'll be some shit that makes no sense. I'll like, I'll have a feeling that I'm sitting on a rock watching a squirrel, you know, I don't know, fuck a tree branch. And it will just be <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And that won't matter. And then years from now, I'll be sitting there watching a squirrel fuck a tree branch. And I'll be like, why am I watching this? But what that will imply is that, I don't know, I have some fucking house in the woods. And how did that happen? Oh, I met a, I met someone and I got married and I found love in my life. And then, you know, you start a family or some shit and you'll go, oh, so in terms of like the esoteric stuff, that's the closest I could and by the way, and so I've been meditating since 2008. I haven't started having these until about three or four years ago. And now I'm actually like moving towards them and they're happening faster and faster. So a very long answer to your question is, is that that's probably the most esoteric to the point now where I don't even question it. Right. Um, right. An, uh, here's another one. Um, it was like uh, sometime in 2020 I was meditating and I just had this weird thought. I was like wearing a sweater with a hood and I was on one of those moving sidewalks in the airport mm-hmm. and it was snowing outside and it just struck with me. And I was like, that's fucking weird. December 2021 and none of it, I never registered with me. My mom gave me like a white sweater with like a hood and I love it. And like a couple of days later, Dr. McCullough invited me to fly down to Austin, Texas and go meet Alex Jones. Uh-huh. And I went down and met him and like right around that time, Dr. Malone went on Joe Rogan and that's where he talked about mass formation psychosis and my flight kept getting delayed. And so I had to, they would just give you like a hotel voucher. And I remember at one point I was some, I don't remember where. I was, I don't know, maybe like Chicago or some shit. And they gave me a hotel voucher and I'm walking on this moving sidewalk wearing this white sweater and it's snowing outside. And it just, it just clocked me across the face. And then like three days later, I did an episode about mass formation psychosis. And it's still my biggest episode ever. It's at like one and a half million views. So I don't know what they are. I don't know what it means. But to me, I don't even question it anymore. When I get the feeling, I just, I kind of smile and I go, oh, well, that's where I'm going next. So I know I just rambled for like 20 minutes, but that's my answer to your question. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It is it is a straight and narrow, because I feel like th- there is a benefit to recognizing these things, celebrating these, whatever you may call them, these experiences, without getting attached to them that's that's the tricky part right that's, mm. you you can get drawn in this like oh these things are happening to me or whatever but at the same time you, you shouldn't ignore them it's like okay thank you or whatever just uh, yeah. there's something to be in a uh, bold here and i see that in you because most people is like oh i'm gonna meditate maybe i can be a little better no 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 you have the potential to go all the way right now at this moment 
and, and it's a serious matter you know it's like you you, you can you have you you don't have to be shy at the same time don't identify and, and get big-headed so mm-hmm. that's the straight and narrow i feel yeah yeah and the thing about it is like i mean the implications for it are absolutely insane i mean to actually sit down and rationally discuss what we're talking about this is some weird form of like undiscovered science where your mind's eye syncs up with some resonant field and you see a point in space time i mean this is like alien technology or some shit right so even just talking about it is wild but i've now seen it multiple times and it's never failed it's not like it's 80 percent. it's always correct and it's the thing is is in every time it happens my life gets so much better in so many ways I never thought it could have gotten better and that's scary because it's scary to start to realize that life doesn't have to just be suffering life doesn't because we're so used to it we're like a battered wife we're like oh it's a you know Stockholm syndrome right where we, we go oh we, I'm supposed to life is supposed to hurt it's always supposed to fuck me in the ass but that's not necessarily the case and it's very very scary to start to realize that no life can actually be really really cool it's still still yeah. still a lot of work still a lot of suffering but yeah. that's scarier than than not because you go oh shit you, your heart starts racing you go is this is this too good to be true what is this what is is, is it too good this is too good i'm getting what's the tricked. implication yeah yeah okay what, what's the catch what's the where's the small where's the fine print but yeah. there isn't any and it's no. i mean dude it starts to you start to feel like you're like touching on this weird esoteric truth and yet you can't use it to like dominate others it's not some black magic it's just for you and it it's more real than anything i've ever experienced as a child, for some reason, I had a clear vision of what I was going to do with my life, and that was to to recognize the common denominator in all religions. I remember standing in my room. I couldn't have been five, six. I was listening to the radio. They were talking about religion and different religions. And I was like, okay. So it seems like every every uh, country, every group, every uh, all people have religions. Okay, so there must be something there, right? Yeah. Everyone can't be wrong. If everyone has religion, there's got to be something there. On the other hand, one cannot be right. Yeah. You know, it's like one can, it's impossible for one to be right and all the others to be wrong. There has to be a common denominator here. And, you know, of course, I forgot about that. But I remember having that thought. And eventually, you know, that was, that was the purpose of my life, to find that common denominator. And I feel like I did. And that's why I'm here today. What um, so the same question to you. What what esoteric esoteric experiences have you had? Like I said, that telepathy thing freaked me out in the beginning. It's like, wow, this is too real to be to be a coincidence. You you try to write it off as coincidence. Yeah. It's like, eventually, like, okay, this is something else is going on here. Yeah. And then you you know you try to like okay can I control this mm-hmm. or can I no 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 of course everything falls to pieces but but then eventually you like okay this happens spontaneously from time to time that I'm like I'm picking up on somebody else's minds and I can I know what they're thinking 
and it's and at that moment it's not even um, I know what they're thinking. It's more like oh here is a thought in the not even in the room. Hmm. Here, here is a thought in passing by like a cloud, and it's neither his or mine. But you know, in, in the normal sense, we would have said it was his thought. Uh, but I I feel it very dangerous to get attached to these things. Can't get attached to them. Did you ever, did you ever do ayahuasca, or do you know people that do? I've never done ayahuasca. I've done. No, you don't have. No, I've done. I've done pretty big doses of acid and pretty big doses of mushrooms. I never did. I everyone I know, of course, had, and I I I see what they see, and I see the benefit. But it's never the whole. Never the, the. It's never the whole thing. They always have to. There's always something they have to do and clear out afterwards. Yeah, I think Aubrey Marcus went into one of those sessions with the question, "Who am I?" And it's like the answer was like, well, "We can't show you that. You can find out everything, but not that." Yeah, you can't know that one. You, you can't. We can't show you that. Oh. So therefore, it's like okay, well. Why is, I want to go all the way. I yeah. don't want to get stuck in the in the worlds of different entities and beings. That scares me a little bit. But I, I then again, I see the benefit when they come back. They shine and they're, oh yeah, they're loving. It's it's wonderful. You can, you I, can I tell when someone has a has an experience. They come yeah they they yeah. shine like the sun, and it opens them up and it's, again it's it gives them that interest, so they can continue. It yeah. is like a quick fix to to get that interest. I think uh, at least I don't know. I should speak for myself. I had an interest. I didn't have it from scratch, but it it came along from suffering, of course, from recognizing my mental limitations. Mm. It was painful. I was an asshole. What you said about um, telepathy, I do remember one experience I had. That was when I was in college, so it had to have been like 2012. I remember having a particularly deep meditation, and I was living with five of my friends. I was about 22, and I remember I came out of it, and as if, as if each room was like playing music. They weren't. It was early in the morning, but it was like I could pick up on these different feelings coming from each room and it was like this guy was just bored this guy's happy this guy's working and I remember one guy it was like this guy's sad and it's like and he's like it's like brand new and I just remember I like went and just kind of like lightly knocked and he was like yo I opened up I was like hey man I was just uh you just popped in my head. Like, how's everything going, dude? I know we don't talk. Because I, I studied all the time. I was a hermit. Yeah. And he was telling me, I, I think it was like his, he had just found out that, like, his girlfriend broke up with him or some shit. But to me, that was always the wildest shit that, and it wasn't like this weird hunch of, like, hey, I just go ask your friends how they're doing. You know, it was as if, like, a song was playing. I yeah. got up and I was like, I have to go. It wasn't like this odd, like, yeah, why don't I just, you know, call my friend and ask him how he's doing? No, it, it, it was like, it was like a squeaky wheel. I was like, I have to fucking get up and go, like, like put a shirt on. I was like, I got to go, like, deal with that. 
I've never, what? I've never had it since then. I have no idea what the fuck it was. But again, it was as real as it'd be like if you're sleeping and somebody turned a light on, you'd be like, turn that light off, dude. Like it was that real. Right. Yeah, you were feeling his thoughts and emotions. It, wildest thing. It, 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 it's not as personal as we think. No, it's not like you're reading their mind. No, no. It's, it's just like it's this thing radiating from them. I find since I broke through in meditation, I, 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 I can sense where people are in the sense of their identity because it's like a sliding scale, right? You, you yeah. can be fully ego, uh, you know, fully emerged in, in your ego life, and then you can slide back to, to being eventually just awareness. Most people are somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. I can read that. Yeah. I think I can read that. I think... I think I can read it on one side of the scale. You know, if I meet someone who's, I don't know. I, Farther along than you, you can't really yeah, read it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm speculating now. Yeah, no, no. I, it, I it's get, easy I feel to, that. to sense where they are. And then you can like, okay, well, this person needs to be met here and maybe moved along. Then we start to nudge, right? Yeah, yeah. A little nudging. I learned nudging in the, when I went to... University of Colorado, I was a communication major. Yeah. So I was familiar with nudging for a long time. So I knew what they were doing when they started with the pandemic. I was like, I see you right away from day one. It's like, see what you're doing. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that too, where you meet someone and you're like, oh, I see where, I see where you are. And mm-hmm. it's, it's humbling. Because then you realize yeah. that when you were in that spot, somebody was probably looking at you, and exactly. they were loving. They didn't judge you. They didn't make fun of you. No, they wanted to help you. They tried to help you. You ignored them. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, oh. And then what's cool is, but you can't see past where you are. That's what I found is like there's almost a wall. It's you can tell if someone is farther ahead than you, but you can't tell how far ahead. Are they that far ahead of you? Are they that far ahead? You don't know. You you do get this feeling, though, of, like, they're ahead of me. It's like you're in a race, yeah. and you don't have a window in the front. And yeah, a race is a bad, that, a, yeah, a race is a yeah, bad analogy. That, that's, it that makes, thought will have to go. That, that, that's, that's yeah, you can't, can't, can't call it a race, because, but, but just for this analogy, let's mm-hmm. say you're in a I race. See. You don't have a windshield out front. But let's say you have a little computer, and it says you're in second place. Now, the guy in first place might be right in front of you. He might be 100 miles in front of you. But what you can do is you do have a window in the back, and you can see other people along the way. Right. And you go, that's where he... And no, race is a terrible analogy for it, but it's the only one... Yes. I, it's the only one because it's not a competition, and it goes forever. No. But yeah. it's the analogy I have of, like, you go, oh, there's... Or I'm in fourth place. Or just, maybe it doesn't even say that. It just goes, like, you're not in first. You don't know how many people are ahead of you. But right. you can look behind you and you see other people, and it's yes. yeah, I definitely get that feeling. That that that's very foggy though. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's important either. No, I don't uh, think it is. An opp- opportunity to, if you can see where people are, you can also be able to help. It's a it's a good if little lesson in other, empathy. Otherwise, you you don't know where to meet them. Yeah, no, 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 it's not important in terms of like this is how far along I am. If anything, it's it's like a nice little lesson in empathy. And when you see yourself looking at someone and going, oh, they're stuck in this spot. I remember when I was stuck in that spot. 
Well, then you have to assume that there's someone in front of you going, oh, look where Tommy is. I remember when I was there. That part sucks. No, but you'll get through it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a racetrack in a circle, then technically the guy in last place, isn't he looking back at the guy in first place? <laughs> it just goes forever. And you can cheat. <laughs> the guy in last place, he can just... Hit the brakes. himself a winner, and, and most people will say, oh, he's the winner. He was the guy in the front. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> so, so, I, I, sometimes I say this to people when I you know, try to just open up a little door. It's like, fill in the blank. The nature of mind is... You answer with silence. That's beautiful. That, 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 is, that is the true nature of mind. But for the sake of this argument, the nature of mind is unlimited. Hmm. And that usually puts people like, what? Unlimited? It has to be a limit. No, no show me that limit. And it's like, ah. Oh. And then, you know, you have to stop there because that's like psychosis warning if, if they're not ready. And then. I'm a massage therapist. I have the opportunity to have these conversations some, from time to time. Yeah. Under those circumstances. And then if, you know, it's like if the universe is infinite, then that means every point is the center. So once you realize that it's unlimited and infinite, you also kind of lose this idea of we got to get to the point. It's like every point is the point. Yeah. This is technically where I am right now is technically the center of the earth. It is the center of the entire map because it's just it's equidistant in every direction. Therefore, I'm at the center. I was going to say uh, equal distance from because when we're speaking about this, we make a lot of contradictions. A, a person that is not familiar what we're talking about will hear a lot of contradictions, and I feel like the contradictions are actually the road signs now. Because if you, when you discover that what is this, it sounds like contradictions. Yeah, but you have to look in the middle now. If you, yeah. this is contradicting, it's like okay, but what's in between? Got, yeah, you know that's that is where the truth is. So you have to kind of. I realized, I thought, oh, the contradictions were driving me mad. It's like, but this doesn't make sense with that. You said that. And, and that's like, no, no, no. Right in the middle of that. And then Terrence space. McKenna, right? Terrence McKenna goes, yeah. uh, you'll, you'll go deep down into the place where the contradictions flow together. And that's the other thing is the very problem that we have contradictions. That's us on this plane of rationality. Yeah. Why, why why do contradictions matter? Well, they're not allowed to. Why not? One plus one is two. Or it's seven. Fuck does it matter? It has to equal two. Why? We used the analogy about the race, but we both accepted that it's a bad analogy. But we still used it. Yes. So which one's real? They both are. Yes. It doesn't matter. It's beautiful. Fuck yeah, man. I like this. I feel I feel good. I needed this talk. Um, uh, exactly we we all do from time to time and i feel such joy when i can speak about this it is you, you, sometimes you, you try a little bit it's like you, you just see the empty just blank nothing. in your eyes it's like okay next time maybe yeah um so. but jonah let's wrap mm. this one up man we're coming up on an hour so thank you sir let's that wrap. was great stuff that's awesome yeah and guys if you mm. go into the description i believe i have it i have a link to your music 
gold heart yeah yeah I, I, i'm on, on i'm not on any social media i don't have a smartphone i don't have a oh, digital yeah. id i am fully analog and i intend to do so i am oh, yeah. uh, now i am uh, recently graduated from gardening school i'm moving out in the country i've been planning to do this for a long time i'm gonna survive this tommy hell yeah without without any hell digital yeah. id but I'm on Spotify and YouTube. And <laughs> the contradictions flow. Like I, I, I am out into the woods, but you can find me at Spotify. Um, yes. I only have your, I only have your web. You only pulled up right now. I have your website, Goldheart Music. Yeah. Goldheartmusic.com. Uh, it, then... uh, it's been around for ages. Yeah. But, but I, I try to update it every once in a while. Yeah. No. I, I have new. I got new, new music coming. Many tunes coming. And I all have about the, the mandates and the lockdowns and all of that. The link to it is in the description. Um, can you send me a link to your Spotify? And I'll just, I guess I could just Google it. Yeah, I think I had it. I sent it to you in a, one of the first mails. Yeah, I looked back. I found your website. Um, bu, 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 bu. I'll send it to you after when send you finish this. Guy. I don't want to crash. Yeah, no, don't don't crash your computer. Yeah, send that to me. And I'll put it in the description so people can go check you out. Um, but dude, this was a total pleasure, man. I'd love to do it again sometime. Yeah, let's check in again. Fuck yeah, Jonah Gold. We can. We never got to compare uh, COVID madness America to Sweden. Let's do it. Let's do it sometime. Hell yeah, Jonah. Thank you so much for your time from Stockholm. Thank you, sir. Guys, thank you for watching, Jonah. Thank you. Much love, brother. Recording Guys, stopped. Thanks for watching. Peace.